Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is the podcast version of my newsletter called Sarah by the Season, where I explore what is piquing my curiosity as I try to lean into nature's wisdom and rhythms. Subscribe and learn more at sarahbythesseason.substack.com. I'm recording outside on a beautiful September day where I like to write if the weather permits, so enjoy the sounds of our place. The title of this week's newsletter is The Way Forward is Awkward, Letting It Be Season. In the Northern Hemisphere, we celebrated the fall equinox last week. It is one of my favorite days of the year. I love the signal it sends to turn inward, to slow down, to step further into the darkness. I don't love that it ushers in what I call surrender season. Surrendering is not my strong suit. I'm a firstborn daughter, so control is much more my speed. A few months ago, I read or heard, now I can't find it in any of my note-taking spots. Something along these lines. What if the system depends on a little bit of resistance to keep perpetuating its power? The argument went that all that we do to resist the things that fire us up, climate action, gun reform, fighting the isms, actually helps keep the system going because it needs something to push against in order to keep moving. It is sort of like in parenting where you want your kids to mess up in smaller ways while they're living with you so that you can help them navigate the failure together. The hope being that once they are older and their problems get bigger, they can rely on those earlier lessons to help them handle bigger challenges. If you protect your kid from every possible failure, you're setting them up for disaster when failure inevitably comes knocking. Raising humans requires some resistance or else they're just robots. So this argument goes that the system thrives on a little bit of resistance to keep people blind to the overarching problems the system perpetuates. What we resist persists. So by having just enough resistance, but not too much, the system keeps churning along. That is damn depressing, frankly. But if true, it offers us a new way of thinking about the biggest problems that we are collectively facing. Bayoko Malafe says something similar in this interview, quote, we need something more than solutions. We need something more than that binary of a question and an answer. We need a third invitation. What could be a playful transversal disruption of a question answer binary? bewilderment. And that's the gift. We are being given the gift of confusion, but our knowledge paradigms respond to uncertainty by trying to stuff more data in so that it's not awkward. But locality will speak. The world has its own intelligence. If we stay with the awkwardness of this moment, if we embrace it as part of what we want to do as a company, as an organization, as a community, and as a collective, then we might find new ways of framing our problems and thinking about the world. So the way isn't forward. The way is awkward." End quote. The way forward is awkward. I love that. He talks often in other places about becoming fugitive, which I think is another way of saying the same thing. It's the same thing Andre Lord warns us about. The master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. If we think about what would be awkward or fugitive to the current state of affairs, it opens the door to new ways forward. I'm wondering, as we enter the fall season, if one way of being fugitive to the way things are is actually a returning to the way things were, instead of hustling to imagine something shiny and new. For much of human history, the natural world's rhythms dictated our lives. These days, many of us can ignore the natural world for days at a time. It might be time-consuming, uncomfortable, and awkward to try to return to living more in tune with nature's wisdom, but my bet is that it offers us wisdom, connection, joy, and rest along the way. American culture acts as if we live in a perpetual summer, so it is fugitive to the system to turn inward in the fall and winter, to do less, to rest more, to do nothing. A few years ago, I heard a Buddhist teaching about surrender in which the teacher said that letting go in Buddhist texts might be better translated as letting be. That felt more accessible to me than letting go. Letting be feels less active, more passive, like I could just set things down for a bit and come back to them if I need to. 
I'm curious for myself if this fall, at least, is a time to let things be as a way of practicing the awkward, fugitive way Bio talks about. Earlier this year, Holly wrote a great piece about how disoriented we all are, collectively, right now, on this side of the pandemic and everything else the last several years have brought. I love the way she ended it, and I think it makes a great invitation to letting be season. Quote, I'm not sure what point I'm trying to make here, and maybe that is what the point is, that perhaps we're not supposed to try so hard to make it all make sense or come up with some unified theory to save us from experiencing what is happening. Maybe we're supposed to feel insecure. Maybe this is a time we're supposed to dissolve instead of solidify. Maybe the new narrative comes when we begin to make room for it. Maybe right now, we're just supposed to be lost. You'll have to check out the actual newsletter for this week's Scattering Seeds, where I share things that help us lean into nature's wisdom, which you can find at sarahbytheseason.substack.com. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you know someone else who might like this sort of thing, I would love it if you would share it with them. You don't know how big of a difference it makes to writers and creators when you share our work. Learn more at sarahbytheseason.com, and cheers to letting it be awkward in the week ahead.